Hello and welcome to this episode of Talking Indonesia podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Stiadi, visiting fellow from ICS Yusof Ishak Institute in Singapore. I am very happy to join the Talking Indonesia team in 2017 as a co-host. Today, we will be talking about recent widespread concerns about fake news and hoaxes on social media in Indonesia. Of course, fake news has become a hot issue for many countries, but in Indonesia, with its recent incidences of domestic terrorism and its long and bloody history of anti-communist, anti-Christian, and anti-Chinese sentiments, inflaming ethnic and political tensions through fake news circulated via social media and messaging applications is potentially deadly. Putting the fake news problem in context of the hotly contested Jakarta gubernatorial election campaign and the ongoing blasphemy trial of ethnic Chinese and Christian Governor Basuki Chaya Purnama or Ahok, the amount of hoaxes going around alleging various political, religious, and Chinese conspiracies are troubling because these hoaxes oftentimes have very real social and political consequences. The problem has become so big that President Joko Widodo, himself no stranger to social media, has vowed to fight fake news and hoaxes. But what can the government and other institutions really do to curb Indonesia's fake news problem? To understand the extent of the fake news issue in Indonesia, today we are joined by Ignatius Harianto, a longtime media practitioner who has worked as a journalist, researcher, lecturer, author, and media independence activist who is now a senior fellow at Jakarta-based Institute for Press and Development Studies, or LSPP, and deputy director at the Indonesian Investigative Journalism Organization, also known as Jaring. Hari, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Hello, Charlotte. Before we talk more uh, specifically about the topic of fake news, Mm -hmm. um, I was hoping that perhaps you can tell us a little bit more, particularly for our audiences who may not be so familiar about this topic, Mm -hmm. um, about internet and social media proliferation in Indonesia. Um, How important and influential is social media in Mm -hmm. contemporary Indonesian society? Okay, yeah, uh, I I should refer to to some data. telling us that uh, Indonesia contains of uh, more than uh, 250 million people and from that uh, more than 80, 88 million is uh, inter- uh, active internet users and then from that we, we also see the data that uh, there is uh, about 80 million people active in social media Yeah, so uh, it means that Uh, among other uh, Southeast Asian countries, I, uh, I think Indonesia is one of the uh, the most uh, social media users. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the most active media um, social media users, and I think uh, it's it's very common now for for people uh, while uh, riding a bus or riding a train, or we 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 find people in the cafe. Uh, using their gadgets to to socialize with with other friends through social media or updating their position in other social media platforms and so on. So uh, I think now social media is part of the not only the city life but also uh, I think uh, in many urban uh, cities in all over Indonesia. What what do you think is the appeal of social media here? If we look at some um, recent data, for instance, Indonesia mm-hmm. being the largest. Twitter community in the world right. and yeah. you know one of the largest Facebook communities mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. Um, why social media in particular has taken off so much in in, in Indonesia I think uh, the the beauty of the social media is from from the from the character of the social media itself uh, when we when we see the old media 
tends to produce uh, monologue uh, communication. For instance, like print media or television, only few people can respond to to messages sent uh, sent by by the by the media organization. But now, from the social media, we can we can have the inter- uh, interactivity among users, among or we can they can communicate between uh, the media producers and the consumers, and they they also comment to each other and so on and so on. So, I think uh, that's the reason why people are so much. Uh, Uh, into this uh, social media. In terms of politics, we've heard a lot about mm. the importance of of social media in politics, and also for the importance of um, politicians now to yeah. have a social media image and mm-hmm. presence. Mm-hmm. Can you mm-hmm. comment a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, now it's kind of funny that uh, today's journalists uh, tend to follow many politicians through their social media, and then they 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 didn't have, didn't have to to go to the field and asking many things to this politician and just. Follow this uh, politician account, and they can they can produce uh, news. Uh, but we still we still have to we still have to check because sometimes uh, this politician come. Uh, sometimes they they will use uh, use by himself or herself. But sometimes they uh, they ask their assistant to become uh, an admin for for this social media account. Yeah, but I think now. Uh, It's part of the the politician uh, effort uh, to connect with people, to connect with their uh, 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 supporters, and then to to comment on many things. Yeah. Yeah, but and I guess particularly Jokowi as well, who throughout his uh, the the beginning of the rise of of Jokowi in yeah. um, through the govern, uh, Jakarta gubernatorial elections and right. the presidential elections, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. he has been the um, the the poster boy, if, if you if you might say, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of what social media can do for an Indonesian politician, right? right? Yeah. 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 And um and I guess to to some extent we um, and we see that with with Ahok as well, which right. brings us to the topic of uh, what's been happening so mm-hmm. far. In, in social media and also to do with fake news, mm-hmm. to do with um, Ahok and the Jakarta gubernatorial elections. Mm-hmm. So can you update us with, with what's been happening um, so far in, uh, in relation to the Jakarta Pilkada and, and social media? We can see from this year, uh, Jakarta Pilkada, uh, all, all the three candidates uh, using the social media and they have their own cyber troops to challenge to each other yep. and I think uh, yeah it's quite uh, worrisome because it creates uh, sometimes many fake news sometimes also uh, give a lot of tensions uh, in the community with the uh, in specifically to the Jakarta Pilkada mm-hmm. how serious do you think um, this problem has has become I think uh, it's it's very serious because uh, I think among three candidates, they all they all create uh, they create blasphemy, they create fake news, they create also um, yeah uh, things that can uh, degradate uh, other candidates. Mm. And I think it's not really healthy for for the Indonesian democracy, since I think uh, for me, hoax is not part of the democracy. I mean, uh, the very basic uh, meaning of hoax, I think it create uh, false facts yeah uh, that's that's the, the 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 basic thing that I want to to emphasize that I think when we are uh, when we are uh, in a situation where democracy that we we believe that we are, we are in a, a democracy life I think uh, what we need is uh, providing true information 
uh, about these candidates and and yeah we can compete we can we can um, we can have uh, programs that we can uh, give to to people so that people can really select uh, which candidate is the best mm. uh, in in running for for uh, Jakarta governor yeah and I think uh, hoax creates uh, some tension in the in the society and not only that it creates I think it, because hoax also use uh, Se- uh, sensitive sentiments related to religion, related to um, et- uh, ethnic background, and so yeah. on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it gives uh, yeah a lot of pressure to 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 community. I guess, especially in context of incumbent governor Ahok, who, yes. um, as we know, um, and and we've talked about it as well in in previous episodes of of this podcast, mm-hmm. him being um, allegedly um, a blasphemer. Mm-hmm. He he was accused of insulting mm-hmm. the Quran and. Yeah. As a Christian ethnic Chinese governor, this is this is a this is very serious and potentially mm-hmm. damaging mm-hmm. for um, mm-hmm. Chinese minority and also Christians um, more broadly. Yeah. Um, can you think of some examples of some particularly damaging fake news that has that has come in circulation in 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 relation to Ahok or or the Jakarta Pilkada generally? I see that. Uh, I think the last. The last two or three months, uh, we we see that many many issues uh, related to Ahok, and I think uh, not not only Ahok, but I think for uh, to this uh, Jokowi's government, I think there is some some attacks related to the uh, the coming of the 10 million uh, citizen of China coming to Indonesia, and uh, in in one of the discussion, uh, I I also. Uh, try to uh, to elaborate more about about how, uh, how come uh, the issue of uh, 10 million uh, Chinese people come to Indonesia and uh, where do we get from the uh, from this 10 million and the 10 million is the target of Indonesian government to attract uh, uh, Chinese tourists Chinese tourists among uh, of for for the for the next five years right. In 2015, uh, Indonesia has attracted uh, for about one and a half million uh, Chinese tourists. So I think uh, if we think clearly, I think we when we think uh, critically, uh, how can you put this 10 million people from China to the city or to this <laughs> to this nation? I think it it needs like um, yeah I think. Singapore itself, I think, consists more than four million. About that, four, four million. So exactly, you have you have a land like uh, two and a half of of Singapore to to put these ten million people yeah. all over there. And then, I think, uh, yeah, this is this is uh, part of the situation where where people when people not very critical uh, or just spreading this fake news without without considering itself. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they tend to to spread out that uh, I knew first, and I want to to bless this information to to my community, to my friends, without having knowing the truth. Is that really really make sense? Or is it really true or important? Right. Yeah. I guess um, you know that particular case that uh-huh. we're talking about before. Um, I guess really illustrates a the kind of sentiments that does work mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in in recent fake fake news uh, to create outrage mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. And and secondly, the fact that 
it doesn't necessarily need to be rational, does it? The, yeah. For for fake news proliferation, like it can take something, um, you know, as like you mentioned before, um, Indonesia's tourism target from China, yeah. and then. For it to be misconstrued and then just disseminated mm-hmm. and become mm-hmm. become a very damaging rumor right. that right. that increases sentiments. Mm-hmm. My question then is, you know, some of the hoaxes that I've that I've come across that people have forwarded to me, and mm-hmm. you know, you I'm sure you've received many of them as right. well on social yes. media. <laughs> really, uh, you know, for for some people, seem you know, for many people, seem oh, it's it's outrageous. You know, people mm-hmm. people can't believe in this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But people. Do. And yeah. um, and people not only believe in them, uh, you know, people forward them on as well. Um, what do you think is the appeal here? You know, it, why is it that you know even the the most unbelievable fake news mm-hmm. can be believable? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. you know, what what do you think about that? Uh, second thing, one one thing I think uh, I'm thinking about. Uh, yeah, the the more. The more med- uh, the more modern medium we have, but it it doesn't uh, it doesn't followed by by rational thinking. I mean, uh, when when you have a newest gadget, but you you use it without without any any critical thinking of the content uh, from from this gadget. Right. Um, and also uh, th- th- there's there's uh, one explanation relating to this uh, algorithm algorithm uh, to this uh, content of the social media. When you tend to like uh, contents related to radical Islam, for instance. And yeah, your social media will feed you more, more and more about about this same topics. Right. When you like the content related to pluralism, related to uh, tolerance and so on, you tend to to consume more and more uh, news uh, with the same uh, with the same tone. Right. So becomes, I think yeah. yeah, it's part of the of the of this mechanism of the of the. Uh, social media itself, so uh, that then cre- then they create. Uh, so I think it's it's kind of strange that uh, during these days, uh, so people uh, using the social media tend to to become more more conservative right. in in their own belief, and they tend not to have a dialogue with with the other perspective. I see because it just becomes an echo chamber within right. their own networks. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you you mentioned this before uh, about you know different politicians, for instance, mm-hmm. having different media teams, mm-hmm. uh, cyber squads, yes. for instance, mm-hmm. and and you mm-hmm. and you hear um, these kind of um, rumors as well about you know uh, even um, the the radical Muslim groups yeah. have their own cyber squads, right? right? Um, do we have any clear idea really about who is producing um, these kind of fake news and hoax, and who are the people? Who are the main distributors, if you might, if you like, um, of of these kind of of these kind of news items? Uh, some uh, some political camps we can we can identify who who are the buzzer, who are the 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 leader of the cyber troops and so on. Yeah, we we know some people related to this uh, candidate candidate two. Uh, we know some people related to this uh, candidate one yeah. and the other uh, candidate three, but. I think it's not really clear, uh, clear um, when they produce some fake news and so on. So, because of the social media, also uh, you can post it anonymously. 
yeah you can post it anonymously and then suddenly people just spread out uh, this message all over the platform and in one or two days we all have the same message about this thing whether whether it is not it is true or not yeah but uh, then i think uh, yeah because part of this political game i think is is really uh, give bad impact to this democracy what is them what is the incentive for instance for the average person um, you know um, anyone you know taxi drivers um, homemakers you know teenagers mm-hmm. for them to mm-hmm. pass on um, news that 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 may be may be untrue right yeah circulating this kind of hope uh, one thing I think they, they express uh, the same tone probably the same tone uh, with this uh, hoax and second is uh, they, they they want to, to be perceived as uh, the update person the update with the situation with this I information see. right so they spread out no matter no, they, they didn't uh, check first uh, is that uh, is it really factual or not they just spread it Yeah, and then uh, the other thing is, yeah, they want to participate, participate by spreading these rumors, spreading this issue without knowing whether it's true or not. Yeah, so this combination of these uh, three motivation, I think, it gives the the sentiment where people tend to to spread out uh, this fake news without any any, uh, yeah, without any. Thinking. And um, this um, has been, like I mentioned before, this has become considered to be such a such a big problem mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. and a threat to pluralism, to democracy, to right. harmony generally. That mm-hmm. um, Jokowi, for instance, has vowed to fight fake yeah. news. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there are rumors that he's going to set up a task force. Um, Rudiantoro, the information minister, um, yeah. has also um, um, vowed to 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 tackle the problem, mm-hmm. uh, but. How is the government going to tackle this problem? What can what can be done um, about the issue of fake news and hoax? And maybe not just the uh, not just the government um, alone, but also mm-hmm. um, perhaps in collaboration with uh, big media companies and mm-hmm. institutions like mm-hmm. perhaps like Facebook or Google. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think as a, as a long time media practitioner? Okay, uh, I think uh, Indonesian government also also worry about about the situation, and then uh, they try to. To set up several uh, response to this, uh, minister, uh, minister of Communication and Information, Mr. Uh, Rudiantoro, uh, already set up uh, a mechanism where uh, people can can report uh, particular websites, particular account when they produce fake news. Uh, they they have the pro uh, they have a, a program called Internet Sehat, Internet Sehat, and also. Uh, I think since uh, months ago, Rudy, Mr. Rudiantara also uh, promote about the anti-hoax community, and they launch in uh, many big cities all over Indonesia. I think that's part of the uh, the promoting uh, uh, no hoax uh, activities. And then uh, other thing is uh, Indonesian Press Council also want to set up a verification system. Uh, to these uh, uh, media companies, uh, so that they can they can divide between uh, professional media institution and. I heard other. about this. This is right. the one where you can scan the QR codes. Uh, is that yes. is that the one? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, from from this uh, uh, 
press council situation, I think uh, they have long history uh, combating the unprofessional media practitioners. Uh, I think since years ago, uh, Indonesian Press Council already make a, an agreement uh, among these uh, media companies uh, saying that uh, when you are you when you wanted to to be verified by Indonesian Press Council, you need to uh, to have this standard that uh, Indonesian Press Council uh, set up, and I think it's good to to divide. Uh, yeah, uh, professional media practitioners and 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 uh, and not, because uh, I think in public there is a big uh, big problem uh, when when they're dealing with these unprofessional uh, media practitioners. I guess I'm I'm interested. You know, I um, we were talking before about um, uh, mainstream media and mm-hmm. and um, and you know the different the different ways in which you know um, verifying news sources and mm-hmm. you know and making sure that journalists are also professional so they mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm. be trusted right yeah. um, do you see um, people believing in fake news and even though maybe they don't understand where this news come from and and people believe them do you think in in some way that it also signals the public's lack of trust towards um, media institutions, um, government institutions, that they actually believe in anything because because they don't know what to believe anymore. Some would argue that. Uh, I think uh, many ordinary people cannot differentiate between uh, mainstream media, uh, credible online media, and yeah. uh, and the fake online media. Uh, yeah. As a as a media researchers, I can I can easily find out uh, when the when particulars information come from this uh, account. I, uh, I can say that is it a trusty one or not? Yeah, mm-hmm. because uh, some some of the uh, fake online media uh, using the same name or yeah uh, the same name with with the with the uh, online media. Or the credible one, yeah. Like mirror sites. Mirror sites, yeah, yeah. yeah. For instance, we know we all know about CNN, for instance, and now CNN have their own uh, uh, cooperation with uh, Trans uh, Trans Group here, and they have the CNN Indonesia. But the 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 fake uh, online media, they, they will they will name uh, cnngroup.com. I see. For instance, right. Yeah. Ordinary people can, cannot uh, cannot differentiate uh, between these. So, uh, I think they spread out news because I think they want to trust the content or they, they feel they, they trust the content. And other than that, I think, yeah, because of this polarized uh, situation, yeah, people tend to to spread this uh, information uh, to the sentiment, I mean, when they when they hate Ahok, they they, they will always uh, spread out news neg- uh, uh, negative news about about Ahok, yeah. yeah. Uh, whether it's true or not, or whether uh, Ahok already done many things to to make uh, Jakarta difference than before, it's not really count for them. In your opinion, and and I guess uh, this is uh, this is my last question, um, how important 
uh, is this issue going forward? Um, how, how, how much of a priority does this issue need to be for Djokovic's government going forward? Again, it's a tough question. I think, uh, yeah, uh, Djokovic's government uh, need to, to see this uh, problem seriously. But I think this is also part of the dilemma when government try to uh, to interfere too much, then some people, some uh, activists will say that oh, there's too too many government intervention and it limits the freedom of the press, uh, freedom of speech, yeah, freedom of of expression and so on. But on the other side, I think uh, I must say that uh, I'm agree some degree of government intervention in order to to protect public yeah so i think related to hoax news and so on i think yeah when government plan to to block particular sites i think that's uh that's i still i i understand uh, the situation but still we need to to see that the mechanism is transparent and and people can also uh, appeal when when the when the when the decision is not right or untrue and so on. So there's still some mechanism uh, so that people can appeal uh, to to discuss about many things. And I think it's already uh, happened before when this uh, there then when when the when a particular um, website called Kureta was blocked yep. once by 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 the, by the government, but when there is a dialogue between the the owner of the website uh, with the minister, and the minister now reopened the uh, the account. So I think uh, there should be transparent. There should be an appeal uh, from uh, to the, to the government to order this. So I think uh, the the most important thing is that uh, government need to protect public from right. this hoax news. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess um, and and you're absolutely right. It is a it is a fine line to, to tread, isn't it, for the government right. um, and, and, a, and a very complex issue going right. forward and, um, and it's up to um, media practitioners as well right. to, to keep an eye on, on mm -hmm. what the government's doing about this yeah. issue. Um, but unfortunately, this is all the time we have for now. Thank you so much, Ignacio Sarianto, for um, sharing your insights and your ex expertise with us. That was Ignacio Sarianto, a senior fellow at Jakarta-based Institute for Press and Development Studies and deputy director at the Indonesian Investigative Journalism Organization. Talking Indonesia will return on the 2nd of March, hosted by Dave McRae. Remember that you can find the entire Talking Indonesia podcast archive at the Indonesia at Melbourne blog, subscribe via iTunes so you'll never miss an episode, or find us via your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been the Talking Indonesia podcast.